This week on the podcast, uh, consult Dr. Loomis, steal Judith Meyer's headstone, and grab a knitting needle. That's right. It's time to talk about uh, Halloween on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. I'm Jason Martin. I am Paul Conlon. And special guest again, uh, Celeste Reddish. Hi, everyone again. Yeah. Hey, Celeste. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're talking about the original Halloween, of course, 1978, John Carpenter. And, uh, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, introducing, exactly. And uh, the opening of the movie, uh, you get the, right away, you get the iconic music that one of the, dress, one of the greatest movie theme songs of all time, uh, for sure. Um, done by John Carpenter, too, of course. Um, you get all the, the credits and you get the glowing uh, jack-o'-lantern uh, during the credits while the music's playing. And... Uh, you see that uh, it tells you that it's Haddonfield, Illinois, uh, which is where this takes place. I recently read that uh, Deborah Hill, the producer, uh, was from Haddonfield, New Jersey. She's also probably one of the writers here. Uh, so oh, okay. uh, Haddonfield came from her hometown. Okay. Uh, they just relocated from one state to another. Okay. okay. And uh, I mentioned I uh, actually saw uh, the new uh, the cartoon, Adam Family 2, uh, in theaters last week. And... They have a little, in one point in the movie, they have a little, uh, like, mash. They have a road sign thing where it points to different cities. Ah. Doesn't have any miles. It goes by quickly, but Crystal Lake is one of them, and Haddonfield is one of them. And I'm sure probably Elm Street and probably, you know, other horror movies, but Haddonfield was definitely one of them, so they get a reference in there for Halloween. Um, uh, right, right away, you get a first-person first uh, POV camera uh, walking through a house, Um and whoever's walking through the house picks up a clown mask and puts it on. And you see a topless woman brushing her hair. And she says, Michael. And he stabs her. And, and then he walks outside. And she's standing out front. Uh, his parents are coming home. And uh, the father walks up and takes his mask off. He's got the bloody butcher knife there. And, and this uh, is one of the only clear pictures we get of Michael. Yes. Near the beginning. Yeah. There's a... There's Spoiler brief showing later on, but not really clear. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what the other movies really showed. I didn't mm -hmm. watch them. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a very clear shot of young Michael, mm -hmm. six years old. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, the uh, then you see the uh, and this is 1963. Then you see at Smith Smith's Grove, Illinois, October 30th, 1978, and the nurse is driving Dr. Loomis, uh, Donald Pleasance, and uh, he's talking about Michael. Um, saying uh, various things about him like also he hasn't spoken a word in 15 years and uh, the nurse is saying what do we give him uh, and he says Thorazine and she says he'll barely be able to sit up he's like that's, that's the idea point. that's yeah. the idea yeah um, and there's a uh, mental institution uh, which is where they're driving to and uh, they say since when do they let them wander around yeah, it's like raining all over the place, and they don't really mention that. Why do they? Why do they let them wander around? It's dark. You see these patients wandering mm -hmm. around, and like, yeah, wandering around in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so the reason they're wandering around is because uh, they've, uh, you know, broken out or whatever. Michael was probably opened the doors. They've been let loose. Yeah, and uh, so Doctor Loomis gets out of the car, and uh, Michael is on top of the car. The nurse. Uh, you know, Bailey gets out and Michael drives the car away. So Michael's gone and, doc, and Dr. Luma says the evil is gone. Um, and next we get to, uh, we get Lori uh, walking home after school. Lori played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, uh, Tommy mentions, uh, don't go in there. It's haunted. Um, talking about the, the house that. Uh, I think they're walking to school. Oh, okay. She's got to drop the key off oh, at yeah, the Myers yeah. place because someone's going to buy it because her dad's a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, and she goes up to leave the key on some little lockbox or whatever. And as she's walking away from the door, the point of view switches to inside the house. And you see a body or a head move yeah. around to look at her yeah. through the glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, But Tommy mentions, you know, don't go in there. It's haunted. Um, and, uh, you know, Michael's there. You get the heavy breathing. Um and uh, uh, Loomis is talking to the head of the institution um, about Michael, about, uh, you know, basically, you know, what's going on, how dangerous he is, things like that. Um, and they get Lori in class um, and they got uh, some kind of literature class or whatever. And uh, and the kids are getting out of class. Uh, they've most of them got Halloween costumes on. So, you know, that it's Halloween um, and other kids are teasing Tommy about the boogeyman. And uh, he's trying to carry a pumpkin. And, uh, a big uh, pumpkin, too. Yeah, yeah. And is it a real pumpkin? Is it a real pumpkin? I don't know. Is it a real one, Celeste? Yeah. yeah. All, all three of the ones, all three of the pumpkins they got were real. I think they needed they a real pumpkin had... for him because he drops he it and smashes. smashes. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't real, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I smash it. Right, yeah. right. Um, that was the only, those are the only three pumpkins. The rest of them were gourds. Yeah. I wonder if John Carpenter made the kid do that scene over and over again, carrying the big giant pumpkin just to wear a mat so he fall No, over. they said that was the only scene that, like, that was the only shot they got. That was it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was, like, the one shot because they only had that one chance, and that's just what they got. Like, they got him walking, mm -hmm. and then he, the kid trips him, and he falls over on the um, pumpkin and smashes. Up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. <laughs> Um, and then, but the kids are teasing Tommy about the boogeyman, which gets mentioned here many, many times about the boogeyman. Um, and, uh, I get a scene here where you, where we see Michael, uh, we hear the music, um, and we see the outfit that he wears with the mask and the, uh, whatever the jumpsuit or whatever it's called, uh, Navy kind of. Well, no, uh, mm -hmm. Donald Pleasance, uh, finds all the whites from the hospital mm -hmm. and it's draped over the mechanics truck. Oh yeah. yeah. And then you see that he's going back to his car right. and he, they, they pay him back and there's the dead mechanic in the yeah. grass. Mm -hmm. So he's wearing a mechanics jumpsuit. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah Cause Dr. Loomis here is at the payphone uh, calling, you know, saying, be ready for him, ready you know, for him. to the sheriff at Haddonfield, be ready for him. And uh, yeah, we see the, we see the body, but Loomis doesn't see it. I mean, the body's there. Um, and we get the uh, Lori and, uh, and uh, Linda, which is played by PG Souls, uh, leaving school, and then Annie joins them, and uh, they're talking about their plans tonight. And uh, this is where Lori sees the car, which Michael Myers is driving. Um, you see Michael's face a little bit um, there in the car. And uh, um, I looked it up. Linda and Annie, the actors, are about twenty-eight, and uh, Lori and Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, about nineteen or twenty. 
mother, I guess. When did they said she was the only teenager. When was this mm -hmm. movie come out? What was the actual date come out? Uh, uh, 1978. When was 1978, but what was the date? I think it was October. Well, let me look. I got... Uh, October 25th, 1970. So just before Halloween. Yeah. Um, her birthday is right around then. And mm -hmm. she was born in 58. So yeah. she would have turned uh, 20, 20 after right. the movie came out, I believe. So she was 19. Okay. Was yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny because, I mean, law, Linda and Annie are 20, about 20 years old, which not a surprise, but there's been countless movies where people are playing teenagers, but they're you older. Know, they're yeah. like 30 years old, you know. <laughs> Um, and uh, that's because they can work longer hours, exactly. Teenagers can, exactly. Um, and uh, Lori sees Michael again on the sidewalk and he hides behind the hedges. Um, and Lori, already spooked by him, walking backwards, bumps bumps into a little jump scare, bumps into Mr. Brackett, who's the sheriff. And that's in that Annie's dad, yes, okay. yes. Um, and uh, Lori is still seeing Michael everywhere. Um, and uh uh, get Laura here walking with the pumpkin to go babysitting. Uh, you see trick or treaties, trick or treaters walking up and down, and uh, you get uh, Dr. Loomis here is at the graveyard with uh, the actor Arthur Mellay, who I've seen, I don't know, in many things. He always plays like a he usually plays a priest, I think, in a lot of stuff. He's an English guy. He always plays, I think, like a drunken priest or something. He just has one of those. I, I know I've seen him play a priest, maybe in a Mel Brooks movie, even something like that. He's got that kind of uh, a drunken priest look. Mm -hmm, he does, mm -hmm. and uh, he's been in a lot of. He's one of the people that's been in here. That's been in a lot of different things, other than you know the obvious Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Colin Pleasance. But um, and then they're at, they're looking for. Uh, they find that Judy Judith Myers Grapestone is missing, which is Michael's sister that he killed. So, you know, something just occurred to me. Mm -hmm. So, early in the movie, Lori sees the figure here and there, everywhere. She's really getting spooked out. Mm -hmm. The kids taunted Tommy about the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Then later on, Tommy sees him and he goes, Oh, the boogeyman's here. And I was like, Don't worry about it. Right, right. But you go some worry about some stranger wandering around all the right. place. Too. When right. Tommy says, I see the boogeyman, she's like, ah, no Yeah, I know. Uh, you would think that she'd be like, Hey, is that the same guy I saw? Right. Yeah, I think that part's a little. Yeah. A little kind of bullshit, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Maybe she just was trying not to scare him. Yeah, yeah. Reassuring. Um, and uh, you mean, I'd be like, oh, what do you look like? Tall, yeah, no white face mask. <laughs> Where have I seen oh. him before? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so Judith Myers Gravestone is missing. Um, and uh, you got Lori riding in the car with Annie. And uh, I like the musical choice they have here in the radio. Don't fear the reaper. Don't fear the reaper. Yeah. It's a good, uh, you know. Louis song. Yeah, big, huge classic rock song, but also a, you know, good theme for this movie. Um, and then we find out that Annie's dad is the sheriff, uh, Mr. Brackett. Um, they're they're driving around smoking pot and they're trying to hide it for the, from the dad who's the sheriff. Um, and uh, it also didn't make sense. They're they're driving along down the road this way. They're driving straight down the road, and they say, "Oh, there's my dad. We can't let him know we're smoking pot." So what do they do? They make a left-hand turn and stop right in front of their dad. Why don't they just keep going straight? Hey, hey, dad, hi. Right. Yeah. We're going this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and right after this is where Loomis comes up to chat with the sheriff, and Michael drives by behind him in the background. Yeah. Drives right by him. And uh, uh, Loomis and the sheriff are in the house, um, and he talks about Michael as a child, uh, what he was like. Um, here's where we get uh, Lori uh, babysitting Tommy. Um and uh, here, yeah, right here it is where Tommy sees Michael outside and tells Lori, the, booger, the boogeyman's here. And uh, she's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Um, uh, Michael was outside Annie's place. Um, Michael um, silences the dog. Basically kills, it, kills, neck, kills him or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that they're watching. Uh, the thing. The thing. The original. Mm -hmm. The original. Thing, the Howard Hawks. Right. Which was. Uh, which is interesting foreshadowing. Yes, because John Carpenter, John Carpenter, when in the future when he would do his best movie, The Thing, four years from now. Oh, oh. Assault on Precinct 13 is his best movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not according to me. Oh, that was one thing I read too about um, uh, Loomis's character, or actually the actor. He, mm -hmm. he decided that 
he said, I don't know why I'm doing this movie, mm -hmm. um, except that I have to pay alimony and I have child support. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. but my daughter is at a rock band and she said she loved the music on, um, what is it? Precinct, yeah. Yeah. Precinct 13? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Which was also John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. There's been, and he later played the president in, uh, see from New York. Right. Right. And there's, you know, there's, there's been a lot of motivation of paying child support people doing certain movies. <laughs> like the great story of, um, Michael Caine, you know, doing uh, Jaws 4 and, uh, they asked him, they asked him, have you, you know, cause Jaws 4 is, it's awful. And they asked him, have you seen Jaws 4? He's like, no, but but I've seen the house it paid for, and it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Michael Caine missed his Oscar acceptance for Hannah's and his sisters because he was filming Jaws 4. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, and uh, we get, uh, they're watching the original the thing. Um, Michael was outside, uh, outside the laundry room with Annie. Annie's locked in. Uh, Annie's trying to climb out the window, and um there's a call. There's a call for her because the girl that she's babysitting, um, she's stuck in the window. She has to come help her. Now the girl that she's babysitting, yes, mm -hmm. is Kyle Richards. Yeah, who later comes somewhat famous here in America for being one of the real housewives of Orange County. Oh, okay. But her sister Kim Richards, Kim, I got that. Is yeah. a, had a much bigger acting career and was in Assault on Precinct 13 and was relatively famously known yeah. for having been shot in the head, which was first one of the first times that child was I shot, about shot in the head uh, uh, on a, in a movie oh okay okay and on screen not just like off screen all times that stuff is off screen right she goes up to ask for ice cream for the guy who's yeah kicking the thing goes get rid of her go yeah. but he, he wait, sells her ice cream and he gives her the wrong thing she comes and says, you gave me the wrong one he goes bam shoots her wait what was, what was that what assault was? in precinct 13 oh, okay. mm -hmm. and that was kim richards wilson was in escape from which well, mountain yeah. and other say, escape, oh, yeah. escape from which mountain was much bigger obviously well yeah but i mean kim richards when I was a kid, she was like, you know, young, but a little older than me. And she was like a sex symbol for like little boys at the time. You yeah. mean little West Virginia boys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Kim Richards was a big deal for sure. Um, and uh, you can see the resemblance. Once I, I looked up her last name was Richards. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Get well, that now. Speaking of last names, Annie's last name in the movie, the mm -hmm. actress, right. Nancy Loomis. Right. Yeah. Same as the Dr. Loomis. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If they're related. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Annie's stuck in the window and uh, the girl she's babysitting, uh, you know, helped her out. Um, and uh, she's like, just don't tell him, like, tell anyone about this. And the first thing she says to her boyfriend is like, she's stuck in the window, <laughs> just ratting her out. Yeah. And uh, she got stuck in the window. She'll be right here. Michael was just outside. Uh, Annie gets in the car and uh, Michael is in the back seat, and uh, he strangles her, but then he, you know, also slashes her, stabs her, kills her. Um, now, Tommy uh, outside sees Michael carrying Annie, and he's basically telling her, and Lori doesn't believe it. Um, At this point, uh, Annie's already delivered the little girl across to Lori for Lori to watch, because Annie says she's going to go get her boyfriend, Bob, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but instead of getting Bob, she gets killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, I guess the two kids are playing hide and seek and Tommy's kind of hiding behind the curtain looking out the window and he sees Michael carrying Annie to the house. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get uh, Linda and Bob uh, go into the house where Annie was, who is, that's the original, you know, his house. Um, they're making out on the couch and uh, Michael is watching them. <clears throat> um, we get uh, Here's Lori and Tommy and Lindsay are all, uh, Lindsay is there um, who's the little girl, Kyle Richards, played by Kyle Richards. Um, I mean, I know it's spelled Kyle. Was it pronounced Kyle? Yeah. Because it seemed like it would be Kylie, but, you know, no, no. it's pronounced Kyle. Okay. Um, Nowadays, we'd probably pronounce Kylie, but yeah. You know, Kyle. Yeah. But they're all, um, you know, in the same house there, and uh, they're making a jack-o'-lantern. Um, and, uh, and then we get back to Linda and Bob in bed, uh, approximately 20 seconds of sex. And then uh, they're done. And then uh, Bob goes to get a beer for him. And uh, Michael uh, downstairs uh, stabs Bob against the wall. And Michael has been his trademark now. He looks with a head turn, turns his head. He's kind of staring at him. Yeah. Admiring his work of art. Yeah. And stabs him, holding him against the wall as he stabs him. 
and uh, and uh, so next we get back upstairs where Linda is in bed waiting for Bob to come back with the beer, and Michael has well we don't know where we know but Lindsay Lindsay doesn't know Linda doesn't know um, he's got the sheet over him and Bob's glasses sheet like a ghost with Bob glasses on. yeah yeah and uh, Linda um, um, Bob's just like say anything and Linda calls Lori so she's on the phone. And then while she's on the phone, Michael was choking her. And um, Lori actually wasn't sure who's calling. She thought it was Annie because she doesn't know Annie's dead. So whatever, she's like thinking it's Annie. But he's choking her while she's on the phone. Uh, Loomis here is outside the house. Uh, the car is there from the asylum. So Loomis knows that Michael's there, or close at least. Uh, Lori walks into the house, walks to the house. Um, we got Lori in the house calling the names of the others. Um, of course, Annie's already dead. Uh, Annie's dead laying in the bed with the Judith Myers gravestone. Um, there. Laid out, uh, cross on her arms up across, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. the headstone right above her. Yeah. Um, and then Bob is hanging upside down in the closet. and uh, He swings out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she sees that Linda's dead too. Uh, Lori's crying and everything. Um, and while she's crying, and in the background, all of a sudden, Michael appears. They used a dimmer for that. Oh, they yeah? They used a dimmer light because they wanted it to only show his face. Right. And they used a dimmer light to, like, um, raise up just a little bit. Just a little bit, just, just to just show his face. Yeah, white face. Yeah, Yeah, because that's a pretty creepy, great yeah. moment where all of a sudden, he's in the background. And of course, Lori doesn't see him at first. Um, and uh, the... Uh, so um, Michael uh, appears from behind her and then stabs her arm a little bit, barely. Lori tries to try and escape. The doors are locked and Lori runs across the street. And uh, Tommy opens the door for her. Um, and uh, she gets a knitting needle and ends up stabbing him. And uh, he goes down, laying on the floor. So I guess Michael's dead. Um, knitting <laughs> hey, if he was dead, there'd be no franchise. Right, right. Um, and... Uh, so Loomis is uh, is walking by. He tells the cop to go around the back of the house. So they're both going to try to go in there. Um, Lori tells the kids um, she killed the boogeyman. Um, so it's all over, and uh, she's in the closet hiding. And um, she sends the uh, the kids out. She says, "Run down the street to both Shontos and then tell call the police." Mm -hmm. So the kids come running out of the house and Lewis sees them come around. He's like, ah, oh, this is where it's happening. I'm going to go in. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's hidden herself in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm reminded uh, that what you said earlier, the Geico commercial. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the dumb things kids do. Yeah. And, to hide from the boogeyman. Yeah. Um, and in the closet, uh, she's got the wire hanger and she stabs him in the eye with the wire hanger and then uses a butcher knife and he's dead, right? Um, so yeah, we think he's dead again. Um, yeah, she sends the kids outside. Michael sits up behind Lori after we think he's dead. Um, Loomis sees the kids running by him screaming. Oh, I got, I got that off sequence. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. Um, and Lori is struggling with Michael and, uh, Lori pulls his mask off. Um, so you, just for a little briefly, you see him a little bit. And he's got a normal face. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he puts it back on. Um, Loomis shoots him, and he falls off of the uh, balcony. So okay, he's dead. And I remember that. Uh, <laughs> so she, when she goes into that bedroom before she hides in the closet, she opens the balcony doors, then runs in the closet. I'm like, oh, she's trying to convince Michael she went on the balcony. Except Michael never even looks there. He just goes right, right to where she is mm -hmm. and starts breaking down the, the closet door. Mm -hmm. And uh, later he gets shot and falls off the balcony. Um, but you know, it's like, why did Lori do that? And if you mm -hmm. open the balcony doors, why don't you just jump out? That was, yeah. that was one of the questions. Uh, well, one of the questions was about the, the butcher knife mm -hmm. and she stabs him and then she drops the knife. Mm -hmm. And apparently that's one of the most questions that she gets asked. Why every, did you drop the knife? And she mm -hmm. did that every time. She's like, ah, I got him. I'm safe now. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed Isn't him. Isn't that classic, and like horror, like the, the, the man first comes time back. you do that yeah. you like, and you get caught being stupid you're like oh my god i'm never gonna do that again and then you do it over and over again mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and uh so yeah he's dead he fell out of the balcony right um 
And then Loomis goes to look outside on the ground and he's gone. And the music kicks in right there, which is well, perfect timing. The, I recall the little six-year-old Michael Myers was blonde. Mm-hmm. And this guy, the mascot, had dark hair. And I know the hair changes yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. But what if it wasn't Michael Myers? We don't actually know. Yeah. No one saw his face. The doctor never saw his face. Right. Uh, so Loomis doesn't know. I mean, he believes that's Michael mm-hmm. Myers. Obviously, he's doing all these horrible things. He came back to his hometown doing, he grabbed Nancy or Judith, Judith Myers' headstone mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So you would think it must be Michael Myers. But because he never talks. Mm-hmm. because he doesn't give any kind of real explanation for what he's doing or why he's doing it, why he's doing it to all these people. You don't really know it's Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could always have been someone else. Yeah, yeah. Interesting theory. Um, I like how also Loomis goes out, looks out, and sees that he's gone. And he just kind of stares there. Yeah. He didn't, like, give a warning. Okay, uh, he's up and moving around again. Let's go find him. And I was like, let's end this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it's great because... Lori, who isn't looking, she starts crying because she knows mm-hmm. he's 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 gone again. Like he's still not dead. She knows he's not dead. Um, and that's where it ends. And the music and the credits. And that's that's where it ends. And we'll be back right after this. It, it happened in here. She she was sitting right here. seen us through this window standing on the lawn he could have seen inside <laughs> you must think me a very sinister doctor <laughs> oh I, uh, I do have a permit seems to me you're just playing scared yes yeah, I, I am. Uh, I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. What do we do? He's been here once tonight. I think he'll come back. I'm going to wait for him. I still think I should notify the radio and television. No. If you do that, they'll see him on every street corner. They'll look for him in every house. Just tell your men to keep their mouths shut and their eyes open. I'll check back in an hour. We are back here on the podcast talking about Halloween and this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. 96. 96. Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Same as our uh, last movie, and they only did 96. I was, I was kind of shocked how well the, the visuals held up. I think yeah. he did a really good job with the camera stuff. I think he spent half the budget on the cameras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, so you were talking about the, yeah, the, the handheld. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, I forget what's called, Panaglide. And when, but basically, a, a, a rig where someone can, walk around. You can move with it. That was like yeah. one of the first cameras that you could actually pick up and move. With the steady cam. Right. Kind of so, thing. Yeah. Right. And it was like a, it was that they shot the last, the beginning of the opening scene with the, the little boy, Michael. Yeah. They shot that last, and it was like a four and a half, um, like sectioned um, part. They could only film four and a half minutes at a time with that camera. Mm-hmm. But the scene was longer. Yeah. So they had to find a, a cut somewhere in there. And they, uh, uh, where and he, they picks picked up up the, he picks up the mask and he puts it in front of the eyes. The screen goes black for a minute. Of course, that's, that's a cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, is it 96 of the critic score? 89 is the audience uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. So really good. Yeah. 96, uh, you know, puts it puts it high, high up on my list as far as the those rankings go. 
Uh, the budget on the movie, $300,000. Uh, box office, $70 million. Made a bit of money, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And uh, that's the adjusted box office uh, for the movie, $294 million. So I think it's what one of the most uh, profitable independent movies ever made. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, as far as uh, the multiplier, for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned last episode, now, like it's in the same area, but not 294 makes it um, below average for my list, but still, you know, really good. Pretty big for a movie. Yeah, yeah. And for a, a low budget movie, monster. Yeah. Monster profits. Yeah, uh, most profitable independent movie ever made until the Blair Witch Project came out in 1999. Blair Witch, wow. Yeah. Um, it, 20 years later. Yeah. I uh, got the Saturn Award for Best Horror Film. Uh, no surprise there. Um the uh, movie was released October 25th, 1978. Uh, Celeste, do you remember when, when you first watched the movie? Yes, I was in fourth grade, and my brother and I had made s'mores. And we weren't supposed to be watching it, and we were sitting behind our couch. Behind the watching, couch. Behind the couch, mm-hmm. watching the movie, and trying to be as quiet as we could, eating our s'mores, and, like, you know, freaked out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone else in the room, or just the two of you? No, it was just the two of us, and we were trying to be quiet. And you were still hiding behind the couch. We were still hiding behind the couch. (laughs) Um, Paul, how about you? I remember seeing it early on. I can't remember exactly where I saw it. I don't know if it was one that came out on VHS or one of the cable stations, but I might have also seen it at a drive-in and like a repeat a couple of years afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it had a lot of legs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, played well when it came out and then came back around for summer repeats. Yeah. Uh, and I think I saw it then on a drive through because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was too young for the R-rated movies. The first R-rated movie I saw in the theater was The Shining, which was yeah. 1980, but I might have seen this in a drive through Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw it on, we've mentioned many times on here, um, on when it was broadcast on TV, I'm not sure if it was ABC or not. ABC had a lot of them, but I don't know about this one. But I'm pretty sure I saw it um, on broadcast television, uh, you know, I'm guessing two years later, probably. Um, and um, wow, I loved it. I fell for the whole, oh, he's dead now. At the yeah. end. Oh, no, he's not. Oh, he's dead now. No, he's not dead. And oh, you know, he's dead now. I can see that they're cut out a lot of the whatever gory stuff is really in here. Mm-hmm. And it's still pretty scary. The oh, jump yeah. scares, mm-hmm. they might have cut some of them out of yeah. broadcast TV, the guys swinging down. Right. Those are two really good jump scares right there to yeah. keep you going to the end. Yeah. Um, but the creepiness of her, uh, I've survived, and there he is sitting up behind her. Right. That right. could play well on TV. Yeah. The, I think the creepiest thing was when he showed, when they used the light dimmer essentially and his face shows up. Yes. Oh, she's standing in the hallway. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. All my friends are dead, and there's his face in the darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, here's other movies that were in theaters at the time. Uh, Piranha, Up in Smoke, Midnight Express, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, The Wiz, I Spit on Your Grave, Superman, Every Which Way But Loose, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the Donald Sutherland version. Yeah. Um, now, um, Superman, we've already done. It's already on my list. We did it a long time ago, yeah, yeah. over a year and a half ago. Um and, was uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes on your list? Because I've no, seen that a lot of times. No, believe it or not. not. And it's hard to understand. Ah, it's hard. The killer Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I remember the song. And it's hard to imagine now, but how big a movie The Wiz was back then. It was, oh, it was a monster. Yeah. What is The Wiz? The Wiz. It's the it's the black version of The Wizard of Oz. But the, okay. a music, more musical. Right. It was based version. on a stage, stage musical. Right. Diana was, Ross played Dorothy. Michael Jackson was Jackson. a scarecrow. Uh, Got Nipsey Russell was in there, Never and Richard even. Pryor played. Uh, I don't think it was Ben. For yeah, I can't Richard Pryor played the Wiz, um, and that was a massively oh, yeah. popular movie back then. Uh, it's not a movie that almost anybody talks about now. But um, so Celeste, which one of those movies you've seen the most, uh, including Halloween? Superman, definitely. Okay, mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, for a number of times, I, probably Superman, but Invasion of the Body Snatchers has got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe it or not, uh, I have seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes far more times than most other people in the world. Okay. Uh, but also uh, Midnight Express, I've seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've seen, I think I've seen Superman more than Halloween, probably. Yeah, probably, because I saw it a bunch on... Uh, it's more accessible because it's... 
right. easier to show the whole movie. And yeah. The only other ones I've seen on there is Piranha, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Yeah, I, I've not seen Piranha, but I've seen Piranha 2, the one James Cameron did. Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, Celeste, do you remember what you remember whatever which wave it loose is? It's uh Clint Eastwood, a movie that he doesn't necessarily like to talk about. Oh, uh, with the orangutan. With the orangutan. <laughs> his sidekick is orangutan. It was so popular that they made a sequel. Yeah. Which oh, can. And when we did uh when we did the Mystic River, which Clint Eastwood directed, we talked about the biggest Clint Eastwood movies of all time by box office and I think that amount have been like number two, and, yeah, and the other there. one was number three or something. Yeah. So all the great movies he's made, uh, yeah, him and the orangutan were, uh, were one of his most popular movies he ever did. Unforgiven? Hey, I'm watching this movie, making this movie was Unforgiven. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Up in Smoke. Um, Teaching John. Dave's not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good, good movie. I've seen a bunch. Uh, I've seen that one a bunch, but yeah, Superman. Is probably one, and Halloween is two, and Up in Smokers. I don't remember. I spit on your grave. I know it's a slasher horror movie. Yeah, yeah, I've never actually seen it. I know it's supposedly really good, but I've never actually seen it. I don't think. Um, um, I want to mention. Oh, I know what that is. It's where a girl gets like assaulted, and she comes back, and she like rips up like the guys. Oh, okay. Just like tears them up. Okay, that's what it is. Um, I want to mention. I just saw the the. New movie Halloween Kills a couple of days ago um, was really good. Was it good? Yeah, it's available for free if you have Peacock uh, streaming service. Um, also in theaters. Um, um, you know what? I did read that it had an incredibly good fifty million opening weekend, despite streaming as well. On oh, okay, okay. Well, it, you know that makes sense because ton like tons of people have HBO Max, which streams a lot of these, but tons of people don't have Peacock, so. It probably wasn't even a thought about it, like it was there, you know, for most people. So, and um, I'll mention the you know, the mask, which was Shatner. Shatner. Um, Apparently, they had they tested another mask, which was uh, uh, made by Don Post, famous mask maker at the time, but Emmett Kelly clown face. Clown, yeah. where they added a lot of extra red hair, but it, they said it was too creepy. Yeah, <laughs> too, too creepy. creepy, and uh, it was too much of a throwback to him being in the clown suit as a six-year-old. True. Um, true. So they said to go with something more sedate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they said they wanted a blank face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they so. made the eyes like they cut out the eyes more. Shave the eyebrows off. Yeah. Shave the eyebrows and, and yeah. the the sideburns. And, yeah. and, then, and then they, they painted painted like a fish belly white, so it'd really be like blah. Mm-hmm. And I want to mention uh, a great uh, uh, reference from one of the movies on my list. Reference to this movie. Um, movie baby driver oh yes right. when uh, in the movie baby driver when they're going to rob they're going to rob a bank and they ask someone to get they ask someone to get michael myers mask they can all wear when they rob this bank and he comes up with austin powers mask he's like yeah mike myers mask <laughs> I, no in the not mike myers michael myers Halloween. yeah so they all they're all robbing the bank with uh, austin, austin powers, powers mask. Mask. yeah which is funny so. yeah and uh that was an incredible movie, so I don't want to mention that. Um, director John Carpenter, yeah. who we've already done uh, the thing, the thing, uh, the uh, great movie, the thing. Um, has done many, many, many uh, scary movies, um, and uh, you know, the thing is definitely my favorite uh, John Carpenter movie. But this was uh, definitely, definitely a close second. But. Um, and the tagline for this movie is the trick was to stay alive, mm -hmm. which is a pretty good tagline. Uh, as taglines go, that's better than that's better than most. It's, they're trying to be a little bit clever, at least. And a lot of taglines are just like, whatever, who cares? Um, the Bechdel test on this movie. Um, I think it kind of passes because the girls all talk to each other about this that, and the other stuff yeah. going on. What's, what are they doing that night? They're, right. They're including the guys in their plans, but they're talking about their plans. Right. This yeah, is a babysitting all that. I, yeah. Now that I know what that is. Yeah. And there's a ma this is a major. You did not know what babysitting was? No. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a rare movie where most of the main characters, yeah. or, or most of the characters at least, are female. And the hero is definitely female. Yeah. Yeah. Showed. Yeah, we definitely know their names, uh, even the you know the little girl Kyle Richards. Yeah. Um, well, Lindsay, you know yes. her name, um, and uh, yeah, so this definitely passes. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, the Steve Park Award on this um, 
you know, I'm not, I, I didn't explain the Steve Park Award. We started giving this out because um, there's a Korean actor named Steve Park, and he was in. He played a, uh, a Korean store owner in Do the Right Thing, which is a major plot point in the movie. He played a Korean store owner in Quick Change. He played a uh, Japanese police officer in Falling Down. And he played a Japanese uh, businessman in Fargo. Hmm. So a minor part, but he's been in four incredibly good movies. Like all those movies are actually my top 50 probably or more, I think, or top 30, 40 even. So we started naming the Steve Park Award for somebody who's got a minor part, but he's in a lot of different movies. So every episode we pick uh, a Steve Park Award. for this, I mean, I guess I'll have to say Donald Pleasance because, you know, he's, he doesn't have a minor part, but, you know, The Great Escape. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great movie. So Donald Pleasance gets the Steve Park Award for this. Um, so it's time to play uh, the games we play here. Um, Paul, would you like me to give you a name first? Sure. All right. Uh, just to remind people, um, I'm going to give Paul a name and he's going to give me one. He has one minute to name as many movies as he can for this actor or actress. Uh, they have to be correct uh, titles. So sequels can be tricky. And it has to be a movie, not a TV movie, not a TV show. Documentaries and voiceovers and animation counts. And directing also counts. Directing counts, yeah. So Paul, your name is Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Siders. One Mission Impossible, two uh, All the Right Moves, three uh, The Mummy, four Mission Impossible, two four Mission five, Impossible, three six Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, seven Mission Impossible uh, Funky Name, um, <clears throat> Valkyrie, nine um, War of the Worlds, ten. Eyes Wide Shut. 11. Magnolia. 12. Jerry Wire. 13. What's the one where he slides? Uh, what was he? What's the one where he slides? Isn't he in that? Uh, Rescue Business. 14. There we go. Um, that's the sliding movie yeah, that everyone copies. Uh, and uh, uh, Wasn't he in a fantasy movie? Time. Oh, legend, yes. Legend. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of the one with Sean Pan. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the, the the military kids movie where they took over with uh, Sean Penn oh, and uh, Sean Penn in that Chaps Taps yeah Sean, Sean Penn, Penn wasn't in that was he yeah Sean Penn Timothy Hutton was Timothy Hutton Sean Penn him yeah. it was just before Sean Penn blew up that was one oh, of the okay. movies that put him up there okay. because of his uh, intense performance oh, okay so yeah I was like ah I got a little stuck trying to remember the name all right so Paul did pretty good there um, so what name do you have for me I think I should pick a Female name because you do so poorly at it. Yeah, but totally. I'm gonna try to pick a name. <laughs> How about something I could do good at? Because I don't, you know, females aren't really, you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, it explains so much about your life. Yeah, you're um, today. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna pick. Uh, <clears throat> ready? Mm-hmm. Paul Newman. Uh, Paul Newman. Um, the color of money. Oh, I missed that for Tom Cruise. One. The hustler. Two. Um. Uh, cool hand Luke three, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid four, The Sting five, The Verdict six, um, uh, Road to Perdition seven, um, uh, Tom Hanks movie, the um. The one where he's like, yes, and they're like, eh, and he's like, eh. Um, uh, that movie, of course. HUD. HUD. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Um, Not only film I know, it's in a, he's in the Pixar. Cars. Nine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Cars 2. Kim Murphy died. I think he died in the first one. Yeah. Time. Stop. It's uh, a good, good way to end talking about him dying before you die. A couple of my favorite movies is Our Nobody's Fool. That's what I was trying to think and, of. And uh, Absence of Malice. Okay. I was trying to think of Nobody's Fool. It was like 
I'll tip him a ten. Yeah. Nobody's fooled as well. I did better than I thought on Paul Newman, actually. You did pretty good. And there's yeah. a ton, I guess there's tons of Canada Hot Tip Roof, uh, yeah. uh Karen Inferno. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the game. Uh time to talk about who's your guy. Celeste, who's your guy in this movie? Guy or girl? Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. Really? Yeah. I agree. Why wouldn't she be? I mean, she's yeah. iconic. Uh, yeah. screen and not queen. just the character, but the actress. She, she, yeah. she yeah. killed it. Oh, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, she wasn't just her uh just her mother's daughter in this movie. She mm-hmm. was, um yeah. She did agree. I agree. She's my guy in this She movie. made the movie, uh she's the hero of the mm-hmm. story. Uh she had a great part. She did great with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's uh, she's the guy. She's my guy in this movie. <laughs> um, so time to talk about the villains list. Um, I'm gonna go over the top ten again, um, um, just so everyone remembers. Uh, uh, at the bottom, number ten, we have Frank Casella from The Departed. Bye bye. Uh, Bricktop from Snatch. Nino Brown from New Jack City, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, Dudley Smith from LA Confidential, The Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz, Norman Bates from Psycho, and Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. So who is the right. villain? I'm going to jump movie? in here and say Michael Myers is the villain, and he's on this list. Yes, he is. He's on this just list. exactly where we're going to put him yes. is the real question. Uh, yeah. He's, he's much more villainous, and mm-hmm. it reminds me of... Uh, Watching it this time around it remind me of the Japanese horror movies where things bad things just happen. There's this monster there, and you have no idea what's going on or why. Why all those people are suffering through this, and then the movie ends. Halloween is this first one was very much in that in that way. We know about Michael Myers' history because in America, you got to tell people this stuff. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you could have left all that stuff out, and it still would have been a great movie. Mm-hmm. Here's his unknown no no speaking person doing all these things to all these people and it was just horrifying mm-hmm. but we're on the list uh, he's pretty yeah. high up there he definitely makes yeah he's he definitely makes the list and he's he's high up in there. fact he's I above would, he's at least I, above the zenith i put him like one or two actually yeah i would put him at number one or number two okay um he's he's way up the list his his evilness his unstoppability the mm-hmm. fact that well not, he did create a franchise mm-hmm. um and this also, I want to mention uh, because I know the movies we have left. Um, this is probably this is probably the last time our list changes. Probably, most likely. We've got a couple of good movies coming. We got some great movies, but a villain, but not necessarily so very evil people. Yeah, yeah. This might so, be the last, this might be the final time someone makes the list. The only question is the argument. I, I think he's number one or number two. Okay. So looking at Hannibal Lecter I, versus him. I do think he's worse than Norman Bates because Norman doesn't necessarily know what he's doing. In, Norman's definitely conflicted, mm-hmm. whereas Michael Myers seems very focused mm-hmm. on what right. he wants to do. But right. so is Hannibal. Right. So the question there is, yeah, I, I want to put him at number one because I think he's more of an unstoppable you can't talk to him. You can't reason with him. Hannibal Lecter can be convinced to do things for mm-hmm. his own good interest or other or whatever reasons he want. Whereas the Michael Myers character is, you kill him pure or evil. you die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pure evil. He's, he's yeah. the embodiment of evil. And the the fact that they kept him silent, mm-hmm. they kept him under the mask. You got to see a little bit of the humanness underneath him, which made it even more horrifying that he was doing all these things. I put him at number one. Um, Celeste, what do you think? I think number one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that too. Yeah. He's uh he's he's more evil than Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Um, and it was just the the inhumanness of his humanity which puts him up there. Hannibal, you know, in his own warped way, right. he was I mean, he just doing good at times, even though he knew he was doing right, that. as a child. Yeah. And, and he Hannibal, started out that way. Yeah. And Hannibal, you know, you could you know, he could be he could be polite to people. He could be when he wanted to. He's he was nice to some people. Yeah. So well, I think that's one of the things that um, uh, with Hannibal, he didn't like people who were rude or impolite. Um, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Michael Myers is the number one. Number one. Um, and it's knocking Frank Costello from uh, The Departed, Jack Nicholson's character off the top 10 list. Um, and uh, that puts Bricktop from Snatch at number 10. And most likely to good chance there. he's going to stay there because uh, the final five movies, final six actually, 
Ghostbusters hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Um, probably no one evil enough to uh, to crack the top ten. Um, so yeah, Michael Myers is the new number one villain. Number one. And Save the best for last. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it only took us uh, ninety-three episodes, 95. ninety-three movies to get there. Ninety-five. Well, Ghostbusters has ninety-four. Then. All right, right. ninety-four. 90, ninety-four. That's right. Right. So ninety-four episodes to get there. Um, and uh, so yeah, we have a new number one. Here we go, Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paul, how would this make your top one hundred? Yeah, especially after more recent rewatching. Mm-hmm. The way it was filmed, the cinematography, everything, the acting, it all holds up so well. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies from the late 70s, early 80s, you look at them now, and they need a serious digital remastering. They mm-hmm. just they look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of practical effects, not a lot of, I don't think there's any digital effects in here. So it's all practical yeah. effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas uh, a lot of the movies from back then that had digital effects, they look crappy now because mm-hmm. uh, the, the screens we watch them on our TVs and our laptops, our phones show off the uh, the poor way that it was done back then, mm-hmm. which for film was fine. You didn't notice anything. Even on TV, you might notice a little bit. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, the, the new high def LED, OLED, it just brings out the, the what things were really done. The, mm-hmm. Yes, the imperfections. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before that. Uh, when we were in Hollywood, Didi and I mm-hmm. making the TV show, mm-hmm. um, we were watching Charlie's Angels on one of those big, giant LED flat, super flat screens. Right, right. The show and, and mm-hmm. the, the show, the TV mm-hmm. show, the old '70s TV show, and mm-hmm. you could just tell, although the, they didn't really change it, that it was just everything was in a soundstage, everything was lit a certain way, that mm-hmm. nothing was real. Whereas when it first came on TV, it was just TV. It was fun. It was you, know, yeah. you didn't notice. With that new screen, everything shows up. The imperfection of, of everything. Uh, and so you can see the pores on people's skins, and you can see the bad lighting, the poor staging, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Celeste, is this on your top 100 list? <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. How high do you think it is? Mm-hmm. I would say top 10. Top 10? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it would be my top 10. I'm not sure where it would be. It's definitely up there. Probably uh, top 20, though. Okay. It's just really well made. And it's kicked off. A whole new yeah. Yeah. renaissance for horror movies. Yeah, it led the way for right after this, Friday the 13th, which I loved a lot when I was young. And the Friday the 13th almost made my list. It came very close. I thought it would. It didn't. Um, it led the way for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and so many other horror movies. Um, and so normally this is the time where Paul tries to guess where it is on my list. Uh, I'm going to go. This ahead is the this is the time. If it's not number ninety nine, you're you're. We've been waiting movie. two years for this. Well, Paul <laughs> is going to definitely get this right because the only episode we have last left are the top five in order. So Paul, um, let's see what we got here. Yeah. Do I have any gaps in the system? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's one. The same number I guessed last week, but this week I'm going to get it right. Okay. Number, nine, cock, number 99. Cock, and yes. Halloween is number 99. Which I'm really disappointed that you think less of this the than Night of the Dead. Yeah, I think it's a much okay. better movie. Well, I, can yeah, I, I, I can live with that. Um, was it, is it Superman 98, I think? I think we just mentioned Superman. Superman was 98, yeah, yeah. and number 99 was Get Shorty. Oh, sorry, 100 is Get Shorty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, one of the first movies we ever did uh, on the podcast, My Blue Heaven, comes in at 97. Mm-hmm. And Nino Brown on our list there, his New Jack City movie, and Alien mm-hmm. both come in at 95 and 96. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed looking the trivia up and stuff of this and yeah. watching them, especially on that Netflix show mm-hmm. where it shows like, I mean, they're all really inexperienced. Mm-hmm. And the average age is like 26. And what they could do with like you know three 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 hundred thousand dollars yeah cool. like yeah. gorilla filming yeah. mm-hmm. and if carpenter hadn't already made assault on precinct the 13 as a theatrical budget movie mm-hmm. uh this probably would have been his first really learning curve he probably would have blown it yeah, yeah it the experience he got experience. from the one movie helped him make the next one just like everything else you do get experience yeah. you, the next yeah. one's gonna be better and better mm-hmm. and uh yeah um, the, I want to talk about what didn't make the list. I'm just going to mention Carrie because also PJ Souls is also in it. And, uh, mm-hmm. It was also one of my favorite, uh, didn't make my list, but one of my favorite scary movies when I was a kid. Great. Was Surprising. It on your list? 
No, no. So the anti treatment didn't make it either. No, no. Um, yeah, PJ Souls also with yes. Stripes. Um, Stripes movie also, I love when I was a kid, but I don't love it as much now. But, you know. But yeah, Carrie. Carrie, another great, uh, crazy surprise ending that really grabs you like this movie. Um, and uh, time to talk about plugs. Celeste, do you have any plugs? Mm-hmm. You have any plugs? Mm-hmm. No. Paul, do you have any plugs? Uh, no, I do not have any plugs. Okay. Watch, uh, listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Get all your friends to listen. Get their friends to listen. Uh, grow our channel exponentially. Yeah. And I want to mention uh, there's a new feature now. Um, uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, there's where I could set up, I've set up uh, a poll or a question that you can uh, answer. Um, I've set it up for uh, for Psycho and for um, Woolworth. Oh. Um, where you could uh, vote on like Woolworth, like who was your favorite acting in this movie, and like Psycho, I can't remember, but I put a question. So can you go back to the other podcasts and, and do that? Or um, yeah, yeah, I probably will. Yeah, but you can go, and I'm going to do the same for the other movies going forward. You can go in and you know vote in the poll. So, and the plug I had was um, I want to mention because I couldn't believe this news this week because uh, Mel Brooks is like what 95 now or 96. Um, History of the World Part One, when I was a kid, was absolutely one of my favorite movies. Um, in the mid '80s, in the VHS era, rented it and watched it so many Lots times. Of great lines in that movie. Yes, and this week um, the story came out that, and there's a joke at the end of History of the World Part One. They talk about what's going to happen in History of the World Part because it's called History of the World Part One, but there wasn't a sequel. And what is this about? It's different scenes from making fun of history stuff. Yeah. One about Rome, one about the French Revolution, one about like yeah. cavemen. Yeah. The, Just in, in chronological order through right. history of yeah. little yeah. and Mel Brooks uh, vignettes. Yeah, but the joke was it's History of the World Part 1, even though there was no sequel. And they joked at the end about here's what happens in Part 2, but there was no Part 2. Well, now there's going to be a Part 2. Um, it's going to be a TV show? A TV show on Hulu. Oh. Um He's also got he's got Nick Kroll, he's got Ike Barinholtz, and Wanda Sykes are part of the uh, creative or writing or acting staff. Three very talented comedians. Yeah. Um, so they're going to make a sequel to the History of the World Part One. Cool. Forty years later, because it's 1981 it came out. <laughs> um, so it'll come out next year, I'm sure. Um, so I think that's very awesome. Very um, good. And uh, so it's time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, next week, we're ready to believe you. Don't cross the streams, and that is one big Twinkie. Yeah, that's right. Next week, we're talking about Ghostbusters on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. I'm Jason Martin. I'm Paul Conlon. And special guest, Celeste Reddish. Thank you, Celeste. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. We have three new cheers to learn in the morning. The game is in the afternoon. I have to get my hair done at 5, and the dance is at 8. I'll be totally wiped out. I don't think you have enough to do tomorrow. Totally. As usual, I have nothing to do. It's your own fault, and I don't feel a bit sorry for you. Hey, Linda, Lori, why didn't you wait for me? We did. 15 minutes. It totally never showed. That's not true. Here I am. What's wrong, Annie? You're not smiling. I'm never smiling again. Paul dragged me into the boys' locker room. Exploring uncharted territory. Totally charted. Just talk. (laughs) Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Old Jerko got caught throwing eggs and soaping windows. His parents grounded him. He can't come over to her. I thought you were babysitting to me. The only reason she babysits is to have a place to... shit. I have a place for that. I forgot my chemistry book. So who cares? I always forget my chemistry book and my math book and my English book and my, let's see, my French book. And, well, who needs books anyway? I don't need books. I always forget all of my books. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you have your books or not. Hey, isn't that Devon Graham? I don't think so. I think he's cute. Jerk! Speed kills! God, can you take a joke?
You know, Annie, someday you're going to get us all into deep trouble. Totally. I hate a guy with a car and no sense of humor. Well, are we still on for tonight? I wouldn't want to get you in deep trouble, Linda. Oh, come on, Annie. Bob and I have been planning on it all week. All right. The Wallaces leave at 7. I'm babysitting the Doyles. It's only three houses down. We can keep each other company. Oh, terrific. I've got three choices. Watch the kids sleep, listen to Linda screw around, or talk to you. 